Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love, where talking about sex goes beyond the taboos and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm Dr. Joe Court. Thanks for tuning in. Today's podcast title is Dating with Cerebral Palsy. My guest today is disability activist and advocate Talia Flores. 25-year-old Talia was born with cerebral palsy. Although her condition has affected her mobility, it has never affected her will and determination to make a difference in the world. Through her many life challenges and obstacles, she discovered her passion for writing. Talia's goal in life is to share her stories with the world. In doing so, she hopes to help others with disabilities and realize that they too have the potential to make their dreams come true. Welcome, Talia. Well, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad to have you here and especially to talk about the topics you're bringing today, which is cerebral palsy and dating and sexuality. And um, let's just go. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go and talk about it. Um, the reason why I decided to be on this podcast, this wonderful, amazing podcast, is because I wanted to end the stigmas of cerebral palsy and dating and try to bring awareness to it, you know, because a lot of the times it is taboo to talk about it in our community. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to talk about it. So I'm happy to be here. It's a good question. I've thought about that too. Like, why don't we? And I think sometimes I'm just making this up, but people, it might be frightening to people to think that this could happen to me. So I want to dissociate myself from it. I don't, what do you think of that? I, I completely agree with you. A lot of people in the cerebral palsy community are afraid to talk about disabilities and dating and their experience because we were told that wasn't allowed in our community back in the Back in the days, it was taboo for us to be involved in dating. Like, that was never heard about. That is just ridiculous, you know, when I, you think about that. I know. it's. This is, this is one of the main reasons why I became an advocate to, like, stop the stigmas. Because they're really frustrating and it's really hard for me to get through. But I decided to take those obstacles and become an advocate for cerebral palsy for that reason. So great. So you posted a video on the five myths about cerebral palsy, and obviously you're very passionate about dispelling them. Can you briefly talk about them? Well, one of them I want to talk about in particular, because if we talk about all five, we'll be here like all day because I'm very elaborate. <laughs> Can but you list them of, first? Okay. Just- okay. So one of the stigmas, one of the stigmas is everybody with cerebral palsy is the same. Not true. We all come in different categories. Number two, the other stigma that I always have to debunk is that everybody with CP has the same IQ. Number three, what is number three? People with cerebral palsy can't have a career. Number four would be people with cerebral palsy don't have lives. And number five would be that people with cerebral palsy don't have the the desire to be in relationships when we do. Mm. So which one do you want to maybe expand on? The relationship one. Let's hear it. Yeah. You know, when it comes to relationships, I've always dreamt about the day I would get married in the Smoky Mountains of, in Tennessee, running off in a general way because I love the Dukes of Hazard. That is my favorite show. <laughs> so You're that too was, young for that. That would I get that all the time. So <laughs> that would be, so that would be my themed wedding, and it's so. It's so frustrating to hear people say, I didn't think you would have the desire to date because 
you have this condition, you have cerebral palsy, and it would be hard for you to date. And the only people you can date are people in wheelchairs. And I'm like, nope, that's not true. I've dated both able-bodied men and men with cerebral palsy. Do I have a preference? No, as long as the person treats me with respect. Yeah, right, right. You know, what I think you're dispelling too is when we're able-bodied, we have privilege. And so we don't think about what it's like to not be able-bodied. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's a double standard. Like people are like, oh, well, why don't you just stick to dating disabled people? But I'm like, that doesn't fix the problem. You're still going to have to go through life experiences. That's like only wearing a specific pair of shoes because it works for you and you're afraid to expand out. It's so prejudiced to say that when you say that people actually say that out loud to you. Yeah, people say, oh, well, the reason why it didn't work out with him is because he was able-bodied and you're in a wheelchair, so I definitely see why it didn't work. And I'm like, no, that's not why. He just had laws that I didn't particularly like and he didn't particularly like, but we could still be friends. Absolutely. Now, you do date, right? Yes, I do date. Do you have somebody in your life now? Yes, and he has CP himself. Okay. Are you so? Uh, are people more comfortable being with each other if they have CP, or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. Right. Like, it probably. Go ahead. Like to me, if the man treats me with respect and gives me respects and understands my boundaries and his boundaries, then I'm okay with that. Right. Right. I mean, these are about about two people who fall in love, and then the rest falls together because you're in love and you make it work. Like I married somebody with autism. I didn't even know he had autism. I knew he was really different, but he didn't seem that different. And now when I discovered that's what it was, you don't go, oh, well, people with autism should all be by themselves. No, I still loved him and we made it work. Yeah, no. And that that's really cool because I have an uncle that's autistic. So that's really cool. It's really cool. And it's really cool having you talk about um, you know, the stuff you're talking about with the dating. And so I'm going to my next question about self-love. And when it comes to having a disability, why is this so important? Um, Why is self-love so important? I believe self-love is so important because that's, that's what's going to help you prosper in the dating world. If you love with your disability first, then rejection should come easy. And you have to learn how to do that. Because with your disability first, how are you going to expect to love with you too? I really like this. You went out a lot. But what I heard you say is that if you love yourself and you've got that intact, then when you met with rejection during dating, it'll hurt, but it won't hurt as much because you have your own self-love. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's good advice for any dating because there's always rejection. There's always people judging and maybe even more so obviously for you with having a disability. Yeah, I've dealt with the judging. I've actually gotten broken up with because the person said, hey, your disability is too much for me. And me and this guy, we met on OkCupid and we were talking. And then when we went to meet up, he's like, I can't do this. Your disability is too much. But I would like to learn more about your disability. And me and him are still friends. And I sent him articles here and there. Oh, I was upfront about it with him from the beginning. And my CP ain't leaving. Like I always tell people, it's a buy one, get two free deal. It's like cereal. What do you mean buy one, get two free? What does that mean? 
like you know when you go to the supermarket and you get one pack of cereal and then you get the other one for free yeah and what is the buy one get two in this in this disability Okay, because I'm beautiful as it is, but cerebral palsy just makes my life a little bit more interesting. So that's what I always say. I love that. All right, great. All right. Um, that's very well said. Um, and, you know, rejection can hurt at, at any point for anybody going through dating. But when you already feel, like, I love what you said about self-love, because if, you've are, if you feel shame or you feel damaged, then the rejection is going to hurt so much more. You are so right about that. Um, what about falling in yeah. love in terms of the, with the disability? Is that, is it scary? Um, trying to fall in love, uh, when, you know, like people might reject you. Um, no, because I realize when it comes to people rejecting me because of my disability and because of sometimes their ignorance, it's their loss. It's not mine. So I have definitely never been afraid to fall in love ever. Good. Every relationship. Every relationship is different and in every relationship you learn something new and you take that and you make yourself a better person. You grow from it. Yeah, that story about your the boyfriend that you dated for a little bit, I, I really like it. I mean, it's unfortunate it didn't work out, but I like that he was honest. He said, I, I thought I could try this. It's not working for me. It's not you. I'd like to learn more about you and the disability, but I can't be in relationship with that. And that probably had to hurt, but it's an honest, open um, thing that, how did that feel to you? I felt, I felt for one thing, I said, you know what, what so-and-so, this is not a total loss. I mean, me and you will always be friends and I'll be more than happy to send you information on CP. And he's like, wow, you, I expected you to go crazy and start crying. I said, why? You, you were brought into my life for a reason. So now I'm going to take this negative moment and be an advocate and teach you right. And, you know, hopefully you learn. And if you do meet someone with cerebral palsy and you do fall in love with her, let me know so that I could be her mentor. <laughs> That's really big of you, Tylea, because a lot of people would maybe first tell them to fuck off. And then uh, if you found someone else, then it would really hurt. But you have a great attitude about this. Yeah, that's the only thing you could do. Like dating in relationships, you're going to go through ups and downs in all relationships. But if you have a positive attitude and you take it and you strive with it, because not every relationship is perfect. Not every relationship is going to end like a Nicholas Sparks novel. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of why I stopped like reading his books after a certain age, because I'm like, he doesn't he doesn't give the proper depiction of a relationship he just shows the i'm in love with you you're in love with me but what happens after yes absolutely can you talk about sexuality and cerebral palsy oh yeah i can talk about that because i've had a very difficult journey with that like i was a very late bloomer like i didn't sexual craving till i was about 18 and funny story about that was i was in a relationship me and this young men were together for five years and we met and uh, I started having like orgasms and sexual cravings so I told my mom something was wrong I didn't tell her what it was because I had never experienced that before I was a late bloomer so we go to the doctor and the doctor's like up oh, you're in a relationship you're going through orgasms this is fine this is what you 
you need to do X, Y, and Z. And if you need to masturbate, masturbate. Yes, right. So, and I just took that and embraced that. I'm going to tell you that we, um, as sex therapists, we, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. You were going out, so I thought you were done. Keep going. So, yeah, so, like, I just took masturbating, and I embraced that. So whenever I need to masturbate, I, I, now, it's so weird, because when I'm in a relationship, I don't watch porn, and even when I'm not in a relationship, I don't watch porn either, because it gives an awful depiction depiction of disabilities and sex say more about in my opinion i've tried watching wheelchair porn Uh, yeah tell me about that you've tried watching wheelchair porn what's that yeah what what is you've tried watching wheelchair porn and what's come up for you i've tried watching wheelchair porn and it was awful because they didn't put actors in it the same disability and that's the problem in the industry is that they use these able-bodied people to portray disabled people. And it's like, don't do that. No, I've seen though disability uh, porn with someone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. What, what about the, you would prefer the porn with the person to actually have the disability, right? Yeah, with the person with the disability, I would prefer it that way because it, it gives people the proper confidence and it gives people the proper view. In our um, sex therapy training, we have a day and a half where we watch um, segments of pornography and um, then we stop and we talk about it because we're supposed to get desensitized so we can help people with their sex lives and not be shocked. And uh, the last one we did was the first time that I actually saw a man try to masturbate himself and he had a disability. So his hand was um, disabled, but enabled enough where he could um, work with his other hand and still masturbate himself to orgasm. And we're all watching this. It's very quiet. It was all online. It was zoom. And even if it was in person, it might've made it more emotional for me. I started to cry, not weep, but I got tearful. And I, I just bumped into not feeling sorry for him. I bumped into my own privilege. Like I never thought, I don't even think about it when I masturbate, I just masturbate. I'm not thinking about Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Like, like with me, I have to like, I'm a, like the easiest way for me to masturbate is in the shower when the water's like really, really cold. Yeah. You feel the urge to masturbate with cerebral palsy, you spasm more. So your whole re- like, like imagine your penis spasming, yeah. like just feeling tight and you just need to let out. And that's usually what I do if I need to. Okay. At least once a week. I love how open you are. Do you know how special that is? I mean, I think I'm a pretty open guy and people are always blown away by it, but it's because it's not natural and it's, but it's so important so that people yeah, can. It's important. Like never be ashamed of your sexual desires. Never be ashamed that you want sex because that's the problem in the disability community too. I come across people that, that are like, I can't believe you wrote that article. You should be ashamed. And I'm like, why should I be ashamed? No. like Absolutely. hundred percent. I totally agree. Because see, when people see people who are disabled, um, uh, then they think that uh, they take, they want to take their sexuality away. They don't want to think about them being sexual. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like we're, like the only difference about us is we pretty much do things just in a different way. And just because I have a wheelchair doesn't mean I can't have sex. Like, 
I only say that sex is good for somebody with a disability, particularly mine, because it relaxes you. I love that. And people need to hear that. Now, what do you think about, uh, I'm sure it happens to you or you know about it, being fetishized. Somebody um, who's, you know, fetish or kink is to be with somebody disabled. Does that bother you? Yes, it does. Because it's like, okay, so if I didn't have a disability, you wouldn't be into me. But that's just ableism within a disab the disability community in itself. Okay. So yeah, it would be hard because uh, even if, what if they came to you? Because I've had clients that say um, that they have these fantasies. Um, they don't disrespect the person and they would even date the person, but it's also part of their sexual erotica because the disability turns them on. Would that well, be different? Yeah. Well, then that's great if you're going to date them and get to know them, but just don't use us as a sex toy and be done. Like we have emotions too. We can be Barbie dolls. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And people need to hear that. That's why I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah, like it, it's just one of those things, Jill, that is like part of the issue in the community too, is that able-bodied people can take of of uh that's like that's why i stopped going on those disability online dating sites is because there was a lot of scammers from nigeria you know those and you've talked about this on your site yes absolutely i have right about this uh what do you mean by the scammers like the people like okay say for example you're talking to somebody online and they want to sit they want you to send them money or oh. Oh, so you're like dating you because you're, you're a one off. Yeah, I am targeted. I get messages all the time from these fake widows that were in the army from Ni Nigeria and that they need money. Like I've gotten all those emails. I actually, I actually got skimmed by one of the guys that I was talking. He was real. He was on, on Skype and everything, but his parents had other motives. Mm. Wow, that's a really important thing to understand. Yeah, of course, just like it's just I guess I'm thinking out loud, you know, just like elderly people would be scammed um, that they're they're preying on people that seem like they're underprivileged or can't um, maintain themselves. Ex or they think they can't. Exactly. Exactly. And this I was in this for online relationship for five years with this with this man and he, he had cerebral palsy, but he had another sickness and the mom knew that my family was well off. So she would ask us for money. And once the money stopped, she ended the, she made him end the relationship with me. And I haven't heard from him since. Oh, good for you. Good for her. Good for you taking care of that. Cause it's awful. Um, uh, so tell me what kind of boundaries do you set for yourself around dating and around sex? Okay, so one thing one thing with me is I'm a one chance type of girl. So let's say, for example, we're in a relationship and we break up. I'm not going to give that person another chance. Specifically, if it's cheating or lying, I don't I don't get along with any of that. Another boundary I said is that caregivers can't be involved in my relationships. Like, say, for example, if me and my boyfriend are fighting, I don't want his caregiver calling my caregiver and them getting involved. That's a no-no because a lot of the times when you have a disability and you start dating, the caregivers think that they could get involved and they can't. Mm -hmm. Another another boundary I have is always communicate with me and show me respect. 
I like these because it'll come out really fast if they can't. Yes. And then another boundary I have is just just embrace the ride, too. Mm. Say more about that. What do you mean? Like, just embrace the journey of da- of dating and don't or don't feel like you have to rush it because you have a disability and and you don't want to be alone for the rest of your life. Like, you have to enjoy the experiences of getting to know somebody. I always say relationships are like uh, wedding cakes. You have your layers. You have your top layer, which is trust. You have the middle layer, which is communication. And then you have the other layer, which means love. If you don't have any of those two things, the cake is burnt. Talia, you're so wise. I wish I had been as wise as you at 25. It took me 20 years to get as wise as you after that age. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that a lot. Yes. So like the the cake is burnt and you don't want a burnt cake. Right. Right. You want a good sponge moist cake. You got to take your time. You absolutely have to take your time. What what would be some le- takeaway lessons you've learned about having cerebral palsy? Okay. That the one lesson that I learned from cerebral palsy is that cerebral palsy does not define you. Your obstacles don't define you. What defines you is you as a human. The Love. second lesson I learned is that life's an adventure. Embrace it. And life is about 99% of how you react to obstacles and challenges. Mm. And when it comes to love, love comes in all different shades and sizes and wheels in my case. Yes. Yes. Do you think you're ever going to, you said you write. Where do you, where do you write where people can read your stuff? Oh, you can follow me on my website, www.tyliaflores.com. You could also follow me on on the Mighty Unwritten Thought Catalog, uh, Yahoo Lifestyle as well. And what about a book? Do you think you're going to write something? Well, I when I was 16, I published my first book. And oh. then now... I'm in the process of getting my second book edited, Why, why I Advocate. So oh. I'm in the process of do, doing that right now. And then I'm, I'm in the middle of, write, of writing a, a romance um, dating book for those with CP. So That is awesome. That is awesome. Is there anything out there like that so far? Uh, yeah, there's only been a few, but the majority of it is autism. But I just want to take over the CP side of dating because hundred percent, yes, that's, that's important too as well. And you know, in the ne- like in the next few weeks, me and my boyfriend Joey, oh, we're launching a podcast called Stompers in Love. So be on the lookout for that. Why is it called Stompers in Love? as well oh because um my advocacy group is called cerebral palsy and he wanted to incorporate that with the podcast and we usually call each other stompers like i call my followers stompers so that's what we went with oh why stompers what does it come from 
Oh, because because I always say, despite the obstacles you face, you have to stomp on CP. And I got that idea from an elephant stomping when they're mad. Mm. So that's what this back here. I don't know if you can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Behind you. Is that the image? Yeah. I yes. love it. I love this. Any final words you want to say to my listeners that uh, about cerebral palsy, dating, sexuality, anything? Oh, my final words would be, despite the obstacles you face, you got to remember to keep on stomping. And remember, when it comes to love, it comes in all different shapes and sizes. And in our case, cerebral palsy. So no matter what the obstacle is in your dating world, keep going until you find that happiness. But also remember to fall in love with yourself. Talia, thank you so much for joining my show and reaching out to me to do this. Um, I think you're a very brave woman. You're very um, passionate about what you do. You're very wise and you're like an old soul a little bit. I, and I admire that. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So um, this was Smart Sex, Smart Love. Uh, you really are an inspiration to others who want to find love, but are afraid that they'll, um, what will happen if they take the chance. Uh, if you want to hear more about my podcasts, you can go to Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm on all the other platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And my handle is at Dr. Joe Court, J-O-E-K-O-R-T. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a safe uh, a week. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm Dr. Joe Court. You can find me on joecourt.com. That's J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. See you next time.